my heart is heavy. It's not been the easiest of weeks. And I know I'm not the only one that has been struggling this week, but particularly what is heavy on me is that I see the power and the effects of the enemy. And I fear that we have been giving him too much credit. The enemy uh, can be very noisy, and, and sometimes we don't realize he's speaking, but to point out what his voice sounds like, he typically speaks in what I like to call the five D's. Deception, division, discouragement, diversion, and death. And I fear I see all five of these so loudly right now in so many ways. Certainly the COVID conversation invites all five of these Ds. But even beyond the COVID conversation, the enemy is certainly at work. We are deceived. We don't even know who to trust anymore. We're not even sure who we can believe or what source is reliable. And it's tearing us apart. We are divided. Families are falling apart. Church communities are arguing. People, good, honest, well-intentioned people, are passionately hating each other. We are discouraged. So many people keep telling me, that they just don't even know anymore. They feel like their situation is hopeless. They don't know what to do, and they're not sure about the future. We're diverted. We have shifted our way, our focus away from God and have hyper-focused upon the situation in the world. So many of us have neglected our spiritual lives neglected our love for God and our love for neighbor. And we're dying. Certainly, we're seeing a lot of physical death, and that's a tragedy. But even more so is the tragedy of our spiritual death, the spiritual death that comes from hatred, the spiritual death that comes from neglecting our relationship with the Lord, the spiritual death that comes from focusing on this world only to the neglect of eternal life. And we're giving the enemy too much credit. And it hurts my heart to see it because I see real names and faces in our pews on both sides of the argument. And I love all of you, regardless of where you stand which is why it hurts to see so much of the five Ds. Well, note on the gospel today, we're still in John chapter 6. We're going through the discourse of uh, Jesus unpacking the mystery of the Eucharist for us. Such an important chapter in the gospel, such a beautiful chapter for us to meditate on frequently. And today, in particular, before Jesus emphasizes 
the Eucharist, he first has to identify himself as God, identify himself as divine. He does so by saying that he has come from heaven. And of course, people are murmuring, confused. How can this be? Didn't we, don't we know his father and mother? But Jesus insists, I have come down from heaven, which is something that none of us did because we did not come from heaven. We're destined for heaven, but we came from our parents. Whereas God, Jesus, pre-existed his birth from the Blessed Virgin Mary, coming down from heaven, and he's revealing himself as the divine Son of God so that we can now grasp a little bit more deeply what it really means to say that Jesus is present in the Eucharist. And further, before he emphasizes his flesh as bread, he emphasizes the importance of faith. He says, whoever believes in me has eternal life, showing us that faith is fundamental, faith is primary. Before we can have any other conversation, we must posture ourselves in faith. He then, of course, tells us that the bread that he will give is his flesh for the life of the world, and he who eats this bread will live forever. And so we know now that no matter what we face, whether it be deception, division, discouragement, diversion, and even death itself, as we suffer and as we wrestle in our lives and face difficult conversations, we at least have something that God has given us, namely the Eucharist, a place where we can be unified, a place where we can receive and feel and experience the very real presence of God himself, putting all else aside so that we can push forward in any circumstance. And for centuries, Christians have faced difficult situations, and the Eucharist has held fast in every single one of them. Jesus also mentions today something that's very important for our conversation. He says, he who listens to my father and learns from him comes to me. He emphasizes, before he emphasizes the mystery of the Eucharist, he emphasizes the importance of listening to the right voice. Because, oh, there's so many voices. And it can be so overwhelming as we try to sift through all the noise. But, but God the Father's voice rings different. And how awesome would it be if we recognized it and lived by it? And so I just invite you today to consider what voice you're listening to. As you have these difficult conversations, and even as you personally pray about your decisions, whose voice are you listening to? Are you listening to the deception and the lies of the world? Or are you listening to the truth of the gospel? Are you getting caught up into the division of sides? Or are you choosing to find unity in Christ? Are you overcome with discouragement and despair and depression? Or are you living a life of hope 
and eternal life? Are you diverted and distracted upon things that certainly are important, but still less important than God and our spiritual life? Or are you choosing to focus on what's most important? Are you caught up in a culture of death, including spiritual death, neglecting your spiritual state? Or are you choosing a culture of life, including eternal life? What I want to do today is invite all of us, as I end this homily, just to take some time to pray. I'm going to lead us through a prayer exercise. How awesome would it be if we could recognize the voice of the enemy whenever it creeps in? Because this isn't the first time the enemy has spoken. And it won't be the last either. So how awesome would it be if we recognized it when he spoke and we renounced it in the name of Jesus Christ? That's what I want to do today. So I just invite you to, um, to join me in this prayer So pray these words in your heart as I pray them out loud. Whether it's helpful to keep your eyes open or closed. But we're going to renounce the lies and embrace the truth of Jesus Christ together. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the lie that no one can be trusted. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I embrace the truth that God can be trusted. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the lies that our situation is hopeless. In the name of Jesus Christ, I embrace the truth that God will provide. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the lie that people with different opinions are evil. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I embrace the truth and the power of loving God and our neighbor. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the lies that this world is more important than the next. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I embrace the truth that we were created for heaven. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the lies that the weight of the world is on my shoulders. In the name of Jesus Christ, I embrace the truth that Jesus already bore the weight of the world on his shoulders. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce fear of suffering and death. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I embrace the truth of redemptive suffering and death. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce shame, discouragement, and hatred. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I embrace healing, encouragement, and love. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce division and distraction. In the name of Jesus Christ, I embrace unity and focus. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the culture of death, especially spiritual death. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I embrace the culture of life, 
especially the promise of eternal life.